Voluntary Yoga. I'm Chris Camozzi, and this is my co-host, Chris Miller. How are you doing today, Chris? I am uh, the truth. Yeah. I hate that question. How are you doing? I ask you 10 times a day. Uh, I say living the dream a lot because I believe that your words have power and you're just sowing seeds. If I, if I lie to myself enough, it'll manifest itself. Uh, I don't know how long that takes and what the end is, philosophically speaking. What is living the dream? Well, it's different for everybody, but yeah, I mean, I've been better. I, you know, tons of pressure right now. Always, always. Um, you know, it's funny. You hate that question. I fucking hate that answer. <laughs> I used to have a manager a long time ago at a club that would say that every day. Wouldn't even ask him how he's doing. He'd just be walking by like fast as hell saying, living the dream, pal. And I hated him. Yeah, that guy was, that guy, generally speaking, it's, you're probably masking deeper insecurities and problems and you know you're lying to yourself um everybody's lying to there themselves. are most days i feel like i'm living the dream i mean i'm not in syria i'm not in ukraine i i wasn't born with any defects i don't have cancer i don't i'm not in a hospital i i'm relatively handsome i i you know i get to do shit like this during the day and get paid for it i i mean at the end of the day it is kind of living the dream i love my life i wake up every day pumped I like being here. I like working here. My outside life is great. My career is great. Fucking getting it. Living the dream, pal. Anyways, let's jump into this. So we actually came and hung out here in the studio and watched the fights, UFC 282. And that was fun. I want to do that some more. Maybe we'll start doing it live where fans can join in here at some point and uh, watch the fights with us. It was an interesting card. As you know, I mean, we were talking about it a little bit afterwards, and I would say first off, like, it's always talked about, but let's talk about it. The MMA judging. Yeah. There has to be fixes, but it doesn't seem like anything ever gets done. Um, speaking specifically to that Patty Pimblett fight, I thought that there was zero chance Patty won that fight. Yeah. Jared Gordon seemed to control most of it. And um, what do you, so back up. A lot of people don't know what you're talking about when you say judging and it's fucked up. What do you mean? So the problem with MMA is they run on boxing judging, right? So there's three judges and they go on the, it's called the 10 point must system, which means the winner of a round gets 10 and then the loser gets nine, eight, whatever. Um, usually how you get an eight would be if you get knocked down. Um, almost finished, completely dominated, so it would be a 10-8 round, which is hard to come back for. That basically means that guy is up two rounds to one instead of just one. It's it's complicated. and But I think that the, the judging is so subjective. I've always said this. Um, with judging, we, we never know. So, like, when I go to a fight, I don't know. I mean, I know who's judging, but they never come and, like, meet you and tell you how they judge so you can have a judge sitting there who was an old high school wrestler we know how high school wrestlers are they talk about it the rest of their life and that was their glory days you're and missing some fucking chromosomes <laughs> and brain cells yeah so rant what i'm getting at though is like say that guy is like a old wrestler he thinks wrestling is the best so he scores a takedown way more than anything else but then you can also have some guy who's like a karate guy which specifically there's a judge in colorado that owns a karate gym he doesn't really do anything with mma so to him like all these kicks and stupid things score more because he that's what he likes why isn't there a unified 
system. Now you're asking the real questions that uh, everybody's been bitching about forever. There needs to be, but one, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. It doesn't make any sense. We use boxing scoring for a completely different sport. Is, is Dana someone who's vocal about this as well, that there needs to be uh, a more unified system? He is, and but the problem it's is... controlled by the states. Yeah, that's the thing people don't realize. So whenever I, you know, I'm on Reddit and anywhere else, you hear people bitching about judging, and they're like, Dana should fix it. The... <laughs> He can't. So the UFC does not have the power that you think they do, right? Yeah. So those are state-appointed judges. It's a regulatory body. They're paid by the state, and those are the judges. Dana doesn't hire them. He doesn't get to pick. He doesn't have anything to do with that. Same with the referees, all of that. He might have a little influence because of how much money the UFC brings, but he's not like, yeah, all right, these, these judges are out. We're going to change the rules. It's up to the state, Yeah, which is a problem, and Nevada – Years ago, the governor had to step in because some of the judging was so bad and sports betting is huge, obviously, for Vegas. And um, it really messes with their economy, too. So you're right. There, we, need, we need our own form of judging, and there needs to be, like, a standard. I wonder how much lobbying has been thrown at this, uh, how much money. I don't know. I would venture quite a bit. Or is it one of those things that it's, is it really that broken? So don't fix it. I mean, it's definitely broken. Like I said, there needs to be, there should be at least when we watch the fights, UFC 282, again, intro, if you're just joining the show review of UFC 282 over the weekend, uh, Chris and I drank claws with our other producer, Maddie was in the mountains. Easton was here. We watched the fights. We commentated on there'll probably be some clips afterwards just stay tuned like and subscribe uh but one of the judges in the fight um she's like 85 and no offense to women who or senior citizens but what does an 85 year old woman have to have anything to do with judging mma dude i think uh 85 year old woman might be the most judgmental people so you never know no, here's yeah, the about problem. like about like speed limits and crosswalks <laughs> yeah. and shit. Here's the problem too. I pointed it out to Chris because a lot of people you don't really pay attention to like outside of the cage. When I watch the fights, I watch the people around the cage too. Like I've been there so much. I know I recognize those judges and I, I know who they are. Because otherwise it looks like just a bunch of random people sitting there. Mm. Um and there's a few judges, if you pay attention, they literally don't watch half the fight. I pointed out that old lady, I forget yeah. her name. Yeah. She was like looking around, looking down, like the fight's going on. She's fumbling with stuff. And I know they have screens in front of them, but half the time she wasn't looking down or looking at the cage. She was just kind of like looking off. And that woman it's like a, is responsible for these guys' careers and pay and everything else. Mm -hmm. And that sucks. I've been in that position. It's kind of a good analogy for uh, our current system of life in America. Put somebody in charge of a thing who has no concept of what's happening is probably too old to understand the needs of the community is completely checked out and also doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like, hey. that sounds like our U S government. I'm not going to argue with you there. And yeah, going back. I on think that. this is also why UFC needs to be fucking unionized. Like on one hand, it's like, Hey, don't leave it up to the judges. It's the number one thing your coach would tell you. Right. Yeah. Don't leave it up to the judges. That's a terrible way to win. Patty did not win that fight. If anything, it's a draw. <laughs> I, I Again, if you don't know how they score the points, how can you even argue about who won or lost? Um, I guess in this case, that guy hit him more than Patty hit him 
or he controlled the fight more or whatever. But uh, it is another reason for UFC fighters. Like, you guys need to get your shit together. You need to come together. Like, you're like that group of people who talk a bunch of shit individually, but you're so fucking, you're so, I don't know, cocky. You're so fucking dumb, bullheaded. You won't all come together and unionize somehow to, to actually push for some of the rights that you probably need. That would be consummate with other sports at this level. Yeah. Is this her, Adelaide Bird? She's definitely one of them. So that woman, I was going to get to that too. That woman, Adelaide Bird, I've been at uh, Ultimate Fighter filmings, right? So Ultimate Fighter comes out later. It's not live. And it, there's no crowd, anything. Sitting there, there's 50 people in the room. I've sat there and watched her have a conversation with somebody behind her during fights. Turned around the whole time, not paying attention. Wow. And all of us, we like me and Did a few Did you get the other, new Candy Crush update? <laughs> yeah. Me and a few fighters were sitting there. We're like, look at, look at Adelaide. Not even watching the fight. Like, yeah. how does that woman have a job? Yeah. I wonder what she makes, too. Probably a couple hundred grand. I mean, it's a state job, so I'm sure we could find it online. But I don't know. Going back to this point, should be if we were a real media company and you had a you had a you had an underling. This would be we're going to we're going to what, what are the we're going to hard copy this. We're going to send one of our reporters to Vegas to do an investigative style journalist show on the judges who judge MMA be like a vice story. That would crush it. Let's yeah. It. Let's follow this bitch around. Let's, let's, let's ask for interviews. Let's expose this fucking thing. Yeah. We need I mean, the Acapulco shirts. If we go, yeah, literally and, this, and the is, Coke. this has been talked about for like 15 years. Cause it's been a problem and it, there's just no, it doesn't seem like there's any solutions. Right. Um, you know how hard it is to get a state to change. Like, awesome. I know how hard it is to get anything to change in my own company. And I'm, I'm the fucking king. Yeah, in state in state regulatory bodies, they literally are like, "Fuck you," like we're we're doing it this way. This is how we've always done it. It is very hard to change there. Um, Someone independent of the industry needs to do an expose on the judging. Seriously, someone needs to bring attention to it like with a, a film document. Yeah, with a film crew, it would be so great. the whole world gets to go. This is fucked. Yeah, I would like to see what some of them do. Like, what is your regular life like? What makes you qualified to watch this? Like, what training did you do? What you know, like the lots of snacking. Yeah. A uh, lot of television. Uh, most likely white collar crime. So tax evasion. Yeah. Uh, My favorite. Like every other politician there. You know? Yeah. Um, going back to your point of unionizing too. My my problem. So I think that there does need to be union, right? Because what MMA is the only major sport now that doesn't have a union, I think. That I, I would so of. when you say major sport, you're talking football, the which is the real football. Uh, I you're talking about American football, American basketball, baseball, boxing. What else is uh, a U.S. soccer, hockey, hockey? The um, head of the curling union is in Denver. Is that a real thing? Yeah, it's Chris's favorite. Yeah, game. it's down I, the street from here. I love curling. No, it, it, I think it does. I'm generally non-union because I'm a CEO and. Uh, I'm joining the editors guild. You're fired. Yeah. So there's pros and cons to a union, but for the sake of like, if they want more pay, we, whatever you want to say, we want more pay, everything that that's going to take a union because the UFC will always find somebody to do it cheaper. Yeah. But the problem that I see is who's going to run the union. There's already managers and stuff in the sport and they're all scumbags. All of them. 
So let's back up, though. You almost wonder if you can compare UFC to the NFL. You almost can't. Well, the NFL is a nonprofit. Okay. That aside, <laughs> duly noted. It's the biggest nonprofit in the world. Did you know that? Duly That's noted. They don't pay taxes. But they're also a $100 billion a year organization. What does UFC do in its total net revenue? Three? Uh, I don't a even billion? Know, I don't even know if they disclose the numbers because it's private. With that being said, if we were to guess. They sold for $4 billion. Which means they probably do about a billion a year. So they're one-tenth the size of the NFL. I'm wondering, it'd be fun to have Dana on, which I know will never happen, but it'd be fun to have him on just being on the other side of the ball, like a guy who employs people. What's the vision for the UFC? And how much money is it going to take for you to get there? And is that and is that vision Yeah, that makes sense. Four times multiple. Yeah. Uh is that vision cast very often? Which I'm guessing it's not. Like, hey guys who are in this, this is where we are now, this is where we'd like to take it. This is what you could see in future income. I'm sure that conversation never happens. Yeah. I mean, the pay has increased, but it hasn't increased a ton over the years. Right. So when I first got in the UFC, the starting pay was eight and eight, eight thousand to show, eight thousand to win, and I think it's at ten now, ten and ten. Yeah, and that was I got in. Maddie, will you turn it up? Mine a little. I got in in two thousand ten, so they have definitely grown a lot since then. Yeah, they've gone to major networks. They weren't on major networks when I was on. Well, they were on Spike. Spike doesn't exist anymore. Um, or I don't know what it turned into. Is that Paramount now? I, I think it's know. True TV. No, is it? I think it is. Let me check because that was the same network growing up. But so yeah. I, I agree. A union, a union would be good. I mean, yeah. uh, I just wonder who who would run that. Who's a qualified person to run that? That would be well in the NFL. You always have former players who run the union, the players' union, and then they bring in executives who've run companies and stuff. But uh, you'd have to have someone who represents the UFC who's fairly smart, like a Chael Sonnen or. Uh, there you go, Chill. Why don't you be the head of the fighters' union? I let's second go, that. Let's we go, Chill. We've just voted for you. That's three votes. There don't you go. think you need someone who's very articulate, smart, tough, uh, understands the fighters, understands the life, uh, who has that sort of business attache? That sort of like, you know, when they go to meetings, they take this guy seriously. I think Chael could pull that off. I don't know of many other fighters who kind of carry his sort of presence. Yeah. Um, I could be minimizing the whole sport, but uh, who, who else would there be? I think Randy Couture attempted there you go. it. GSP, He'd be a good one. GSP, I think, attempted. A He'd be bit. great. Yeah, that's a good starting board. Yeah, no, it is. It's good. Um, who are some other heroes in the sport though? Who are also? I bet Chuck Liddell. I mean, he carries a ton of weight. I know he's not the brightest bulb, but uh, but a Gracie, a Gracie would probably be good. Yeah. Hey, they're great at monetizing. Yeah. But they're probably great, too, at understanding the needs and, and the wants of fighters and, and wanting to protect that legacy. Yeah. Now, I don't know. Maybe you would know the question of this. If there was a union, would they have some power into fixing the judging? Yeah, because you could – oh, that, this is a big guess. You I could don't, probably strike until the state does Correct. Something. Correct. You see it a lot in the NFL, you know, that, you know, if it's a state law for taxes or something or – you know, they'll be like, well, then we're going to boycott every game in Colorado until you guys figure it out. Yeah. Yes. So, yes, anytime you get collective bargaining together to put 
right now you guys have no leverage. None. And you need some. It's basically what it's giving you is some leverage. Yeah, the contracts are very one-sided. So uh, the average person might not even know this. So all of my UFC contracts, they usually did them by like three fights, right? So they would re-up my contract at number two. They'd send you your next one. So they're always overlapping. But they're one-sided, right? So I'm contracted for those fights, but they can cut me at any time. And they don't have to pay you out. Those fights, they don't owe you. It's not like baseball, you know, you get cut and they, you're guaranteed a certain part now, of Now, to be contract. clear, though, and I'm not minimizing you, this is for, you're not at McGregor's level. This is like the basic three-fight deal. This is everybody's contract. Got it. So if they cut, say, McGregor, they don't owe him any money, not one dollar, for the rest of that. So if they just decide, like, hey, we have you for ten fights. After two, we're good. I mean, the NFL's like that. You know, you sign a $50 million deal, you get hurt. That's why that, That's why those guys are pushing for bigger guarantees now. Yeah. Like but, baseball. Those guys get $400 million for the rest of their life. But they get guarantees. You can you can fight for a Sure, guarantee. sure, sure. I was just saying there, there are still contracts in the NFL. You get hurt and you're done. That money's gone. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough position because, again, it's like owning a company. You're like, man, if, if I'd love to I'd love to I'd love to hear the debate from a players union and white and his guys like 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 i'd love to know the numbers yeah and i also see it from the business side like why would we yeah like if a guy gets hurt can't fight anymore as a business like why would i want to pay this guy a million dollars if i have a thousand of those on my roster what do i do now yeah it's tough it really is tough but end of the day like the judging it's just always been a problem. Yeah. And I, the only solutions that I can ever think of, you know, I've heard some and everything. Murder. Yeah. One, I, I kind of feel like they shouldn't sit cage side. They should sit in rooms. Right? By themselves. Yeah. No sound. Watch the fight. Now, now apparently, you need somebody to make sure they're watching the fucking TV. But, um, and I don't know, maybe there's five instead of three. And then you take like a cumulative. I don't really know. But the other thing I've always thought is because it's so subjective, I would like, because they do a fighter's meeting before the fights, right? When you get there, they bring everybody or they come in your locker room and they have a meeting. Like Dana will have a meeting. And it'll basically describe the bonuses and give you a hype speech, like go out there and fucking whoop his ass and don't fucking cuss on TV, he always says, and then laughs. Um I would like the judges to come into that room and you tell me what you score on because that might change how I fight then. If you're Almost, all wrestlers, like I was saying, and they're like, we think wrestling is everything, I might have to shoot some more fucking takedowns, but at least I know that going yeah. in. And almost every other combat sport, they know what they're looking for. Yeah. The ADCCs, the, you know, any karate tournament, um, taekwondo tournament, wrestling tournament, you know what they're judging. And even if it's different every time, I would like to know ahead of time because it can help. At least, yeah. I mean, that won't fully fix it, but then I, I'm aware of what you score on mm -hmm. and that what you like, what you don't, because that's, that's what it has to be. You know, I'm trying to we, – obviously, we can't finish them all, unfortunately. I hate the saying, don't leave it in the hands of the judges. It's like telling, you know, football, like, well, why was the game so close? You can't always finish everybody. Believe me, we would all like to. I don't get paid by the minute. I don't enjoy being in there for three rounds, five rounds. I want uh -huh. to be in there for 10 seconds. They say in football, too, don't leave it up to the refs. Yeah. 
It's just I fucking hate that. As an athlete, you hate it because yeah. I'm never I'm never trying to have a decision. <laughs> Believe me, I would end it every time if I had that option. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you guys think? Let us know. I would love to hear some new, fresh ideas on judging, but it's kind of a dead horse for the most part, and I don't really know what the fix is. But like I said, I would like to hear ahead of time. It's just an agreed-upon standardized. Someone needs to get in a room and standardize it and then stick to it. Yeah. How come every other combat sport has a standardized objective ruling system? In AD, like all of them do. MMA is the only one that seems like it doesn't. Yeah, because those numbers um, with Patty and Jared Gordon were super skewed. Like, even on paper, Jared Gordon won that whole fight, and it was a unanimous decision for Patty. Yeah. They did get fight of the night, so Jared gets an extra 50K. But uh, They got fight of the night? Yeah. I don't remember it being fight of the night material. Well, there's also a video of Patty right after the fight going to Dana, and he's like, fight of the night, fight of the night. And Dana's like, all right. It's kind of weird. Before the main event happened. No, I mean, fuck, let's talk about that portion of it quickly before we move on there guys you there was some hubbub going around in ufc about this about like you need to build a brand like if you want if you're in anything part of the only reason i do these is to build a brand over time so i can get favorable treatment you should be working on your brand at the same time patty's getting what he's getting because he has a bigger brand more people want to see him do things which sucks i don't like it I hate it. I hate making content. <laughs> <laughs> sure you do. I do. You love it. It feels like a waste of time all the time. I want to find Matt Brown had a great. Um, in any Look at any DJ athlete. Um, you know, is Connor really that great of a fighter? Is he that great? No, he just sells. Exactly. And I get it. It's a business. But. Bonuses shouldn't be necessarily like that. Was it a great fight? It was a great fight. Yeah, I don't um, remember it being great. I don't remember it being like I don't remember it being like Wonder Boy level where you're like, holy shit. Yeah, I mean it, it wasn't so to me, I thought I thought Jared Gordon dominated almost the whole fight. I thought the Raul Haas kid, the seventeen year old, should have got fight of the night because he's seventeen. He did get a bonus. Oh dope. Yeah. Um I didn't watch it, but I saw there was a clip of him like getting the phone call or whatever that he won fifty K. Imagine being eighteen and you just made more money than you've ever made. I was uh, 20, and I got 100 grand once, and uh, I spent it pretty quick. I imagine he's going to do the same. He should. Why not? you got plenty of time to make more. No, what he should do is put it in an interest-bearing account, and by the time he's 45, it'll be worth like 700 grand. Yeah, take that back. At least buy one thing. <laughs> That's one thing I didn't do through most of my career is I didn't buy any cool shit or anything, and... Sometimes I wish I would have, like, enjoyed it a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, I went on a lot of vacations. Still do. It's experiences. Yeah. Keep telling yourself that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I have great experiences, all right? Um, and, yeah, we're going, we're going to the fights this weekend. We're going to be live at the fights this weekend. I'm pumped about it. Going out there to train with Anthony Smith. Hang out with him a bit. You know, he's our boy. And um, he's going to take us to the fights. So, we're going to go with, like, the production crew on the uh, media side of it should be pretty interesting that'll be fun now maddie i think you got it loaded up so there you haven't gotten to see this yet but there's no. a video so let me let me backtrack here a little bit so the main event happens and that's uncle Iev and jan blakovitz and 
by the end of it, it's a draw. So again, there was some people thought the judging was off. That one was a lot closer. Um, I won't get into the fight very much. You'll have to go back and watch it. But something super weird and subtle happened at the end. Remember, I was like pointing it out to him like, oh, fuck. Yeah. As they're reading the scorecards, one judge is for Ankulayev. And then the next scorecard starts coming out. And Jan points at Ankulayev like he, he won, nodding his head and everything. And it is a draw. That right there, it, it ruined everything for Jan. He, because how do they hype that, right? If it's a draw, they might do a rematch for the title. But Jan standing in the ring admitting that he lost, how's the UFC going to sell that rematch? As a marketing machine, you're like, wait, it's a draw, but the guy, one of the guys it says that he lost. As opposed to what, though? If Jan puts his hands up. Yeah, act, like, always act like you won. Yeah, yeah. Patty, after his fight, they asked him about it, and they're like, man, did you think you won? He's like, it wasn't even close. Yeah. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter if you were lying through your teeth. You always. I wonder act why the like UFC hasn't invested in like a hype coach. Because it's I every think, team needs a hype coach. You need like a media team. You want to walk out with Flavor Flav? Yeah. No, you're right. Maybe Jan was just doing that thing that a lot of guys who fought long enough. He was just being humble. So he, he, he said he was being honorable. I get it. I and I think Jan. I when we were watching the fight, I was like, I have this three to two, in his favor. Yeah. Last two rounds were dominant, but I think if you're if it's a whole round package that's what or the whole fight package is what we're looking at in terms of points i have yawn winning the fight three rounds of the two see i also think sometimes so you remember those leg kicks right yawn was landing a ton of leg kicks uncle i was literally like limping yeah to me that's almost like you're getting chin checked and you get wobbled a little yeah i'm kicking your legs so bad over and over that you almost go down yeah a it's couple like times borderline knockdown so like can you score i mean how does the judging go on that like should it be scored almost like a knockdown or like a higher than just 10 yeah or not 10 like a bigger discrepancy 10 8 yeah i don't know so you're saying this hurts their rematch there is no rematch uh, to my understanding so because of that it literally it kills all marketing you can't do it now jan came out and he he said he wanted to clarify his comments he said i didn't think i won but i didn't think he won either and he's like, I was, there was, the there is a language barrier. And can we please there? I know Joe Rogan's talked about this. Can we please stop interviewing guys right after they've been punched in the fucking head for 10, 20 minutes? Uh, I also do think the way I saw it, the way he kind of just went like this again, that's kind of just being like, yo, this guy's a, he, this was a tough fight. He was like giving him, I didn't look at it as like a loser move. I did. He went like, like I've seen guys do that when they get like dominated. I just think that that like one subtle thing, the UFC is like, all right, wipe that one. So then they pull Jamal Hill from fighting Anthony Smith. And now Jamal Hill is going to fight Glover Teixeira for the vacant 205-pound title. So those guys just got pushed aside. Maybe oh. they'll rematch, but it's not going to be for the belt. Wow. They're both going to be out a while. That was a, Speaking was, of which, how did, how did Anthony get pulled from this? So that's a clip we got loaded up here. So Anthony, I was talking to him yesterday. He literally found out while he was working the ESPN desk. He had no idea. He was pretty pissed about it. He's like, you know, they could have walked, you know, 10 feet over and told me beforehand. So this was live right here is where he found out. And this really sucks. So this is, hold on, Matt. This is Anthony Smith, our good friend, who had a fight with 
Hill. Jamal Hill lined up. Uh, is starting to train for this fight. Is at the f- is at the fight we're talking about two eighty two, and he's at the desk on live television, about to hear the news. just announcing at the uh, press conference, hot. you guys, that Jamal Hill will be fighting Glover Teixeira in January. Um, I know, obviously, you're stunned by this news. Just yeah. a reaction for that yeah. light heavyweight title uh, now between those two. Yeah, that's a problem for, uh, for me. Huh. That's a big problem for me. Um, yeah, I don't know. Obviously, just I have so much respect for you digesting this news right now yeah. because as your friend and colleague will all of a sudden have that Jamal Hill fight go away. Yeah. And now he's going to be fighting Glover Teixeira for the title. Well, you're I don't working. even know what to say, man. Right. You know, just to see your reaction While you're offset, working? it's absolutely crazy. But obviously Dana White was not going to sit around and let this title be vacant. We thought Magomed Ankalaev might be part of a championship equation, but obviously physically he's in no position to fight, and they want a light heavyweight champion sooner rather than later, I guess. So where does that move you? If we said something yeah. right away, say if you could say something that you want next because they gave him the title shot, yeah, that kind of leaves me with nobody. That's the problem. Uncle Life just fought. Rakic is injured. Uh, Blahovich just fought. So Jamal makes... Hill was left. Glover Teixeira was available and now is not. So you're next leaves... up for the shot then? Yeah. That actually that makes you the interim title out. holder. <laughs> well, we were just talking. I said, hey, when do you really get serious Pause about it. this next Pause week? it. Pause it. So media trainer, don't you think right there he should be like, look, I don't agree with this. I'm upset about it. It puts me in a tough position because what he's doing right there, I feel like, is like, oh, I'm gonna, I was about to make that money and now I'm not. That's part of it. Part of it is being caught off guard. Caught off guard. I would have literally been like, all right, I get it. You got to do what you got to do. It's a business. But Dana, and I would have looked into the camera and been like, I want the title shot after that. Whoever wins that fight, I'm owed that fight. I fought John Jones. I've got more. And I would have just listed, I want the next title. I would have just made a huge case out of it. Yeah. I I mean, I agree. I I get his point like he's hard though when you get that. It's, it's like it's like being on a podcast right now and then we're filming it live and i'm like whitney's pregnant with another guy's baby that's heavy yeah and so i talked to him yesterday and he was like honestly it took everything i had to not rip my headset off and fucking storm out of there he's like i didn't even i bet and so the but he did a good job of rattling that off right because what he did just rattle off is there is nobody in the rankings, it's available to fight for him. So, in my opinion... What's Anthony right at three? I'm not sure what he's at right now after the last fight. So, he did lose the last fight. Um, but there's nobody close in ranking that makes sense to fight. So, in my opinion, he should be the backup for that title fight. You know, Glover is... Glover's a little bit older. Um, number six. He's number six. So... Glover's a little bit older. Chances of him getting hurt training for this title fight. Um, and he, I mean, even Jamal Hill, he's young, but injuries happen all the time. So I think Anthony should at very least be the backup for that. And maybe he fights the winner. Yeah. What's Maddie? play the rest of the video. He's kind of hard to recognize without a Carhartt and a Coors, though. <laughs> This next uh, round of training for you, you said January 1. I'm really going to start to tighten it up. So yeah. uh, we're going to actually listen to Dana White and that announcement he just made. A girl's so hot. You do Glover versus Jamal Hill in uh, Brazil for the vacant title. Is that done? Done. Thanks for breaking some news there. Yeah, you're welcome. That's what I do. 
Oh, yeah, you're now. still giving, especially yeah. on fight night. That's me. Matchmaking on fight night. It's Christmas. <laughs> so. All right, Christmas for some. Um, some confusion, of course. I wonder how everyone here. else felt sitting up there. Someone will be Awkward. the man left out. And uh, Anthony, I, I have to think that there's something else for you here. What Is that girl married? Happen? We'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll figure I love it out. her. You can ask her this um, weekend. I'm going to kiss her. I don't know. The, the London card's coming up. I like London Get kicked out of here. <laughs> I feel like someone owes me a favor right now, so... I don't know. We'll figure it out. We'll figure Somebody it out. owes me a just, favor right just now. Just might get paid just because of that. You never yeah. know. They could figure it out. Right. I wouldn't. Sp- I wouldn't be surprised to see you fight Jan Blachowicz, but obviously the calendar doesn't align for that fight. But right. I think that as a main event, true title eliminator against mm-hmm. a former champ might appeal to you potentially. Yeah, absolutely, I would love to fight Jan Blachowicz. Uh, you know, and I would love to fight Glover. I'd love that rematch. Yeah. I'd love the rematch with Uncle Life. There's a lot of. There's a lot of great things ahead of me. It's it's really just trying to figure out what's next, I suppose. The timing just doesn't work on those. Blahovich is going to be out a while. Yeah. Uncle Ive is going to be out a, lot, a while. His legs were beat up. Um, and Anthony's already been out a long time, and he's ready to get back. That's actually, yeah, so I was going to Vegas to train with him because he had that fight coming up. And he's like, I need some people to train with while i got to work the desk. Well, now, a- now he can get absolutely wild, and we can go hard. Can he retire for just a little kidding. bit? So he told me that they're they're working through options because can you retire for a little bit? <laughs> um, Callback. No, nah, so he told me they're still working through options. He's like, as of now, I'm still planning on fighting the same time frame. But like I said, I think that I think that he should be the backup for that. Yeah, I've always felt, and maybe they do it. I know they do some fights, like major ones. They should have backups for those big main events and title fights because to lose those is super detrimental to a card. Mm-hmm. So you have a guy weigh in. I know Bellator does it. Um, they'll go weigh in, and you really don't know if you're fighting and which one of the two guys you're fighting until that night. You could be out, or you could fight one of them. Yeah, it's a little, it's a risky move, but then they pay you. Would that affect your training a lot too? If you knew that there was these two types that you could fight, it could. Yeah, especially when you get to like the higher stuff like that, like title fights and strategy. But again, you know. When opportunity knocks, you take it because you never know if it's coming back. Um, when opportunity knocks, you pull out your shotgun and shoot it in the face. All right, Dick Cheney. <laughs> Guns. Well, I hope I hope it works out for Anthony. We love him tremendously. Oh, it will. Tough tough thing to do live on air uh, with your colleagues and not have a temper tantrum. So. Hats off to you, Anthony, for keeping your composure. Uh, becoming professional with his old age. That's real championship, though. You know, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta keep your emotions in check. You know, when he told me that, I kind of wondered if, if uh, ESPN and the UFC would have loved that even more because that would have been all over the internet. Yeah, if, if he, he just stormed off, off and yeah, stormed yeah, yeah. off, just like quit. But maybe ESPN fires you. I don't know. This wedding is horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> um. I yeah, said I, I wanted salmon eight times. You'll get it this weekend. We'll get you a nice salmon. Yeah, you'll get some salmon. Go to like that Zaza bar. Oh, no, like, we're going to book Rezos right now at Zuma. Live on. reservations, ladies and gentlemen. This is a... Let's go Thursday night. That's what happens on the Involuntary Yoga. I don't get there until 10 to 9.45. It's Vegas. Okay. I'm just kidding. Why Thursday night? I don't know. Because you already have plans. We have plans Friday night. We have plans Saturday night. Fuck. What are the plans Friday night? We're going to Whiskey Row, dude. Yeah. Fucking Vegas and Whiskey Row. We're going to go to the room. We're going to go to the Fitness Girls party. 
Oh, God. Oh, shut up. Favorite, you don't act bro. like you fucking hate it. <laughs> he acts like he's a uh, Disney. That going to. miserable, bro. He acts it like, is. Because it's like going to a strip club. I'm not going to hook up with any of them. I just get to st- stand there, watch them take photos with their tits out, and it's then go home and feel frustrated. Loser mindset. Yeah. Come on. You got this, bro. Not with that I believe in you. Hey, maybe we'll get you a uh, date. I don't know that woman's name or if she's married or anything, but maybe we'll get you a date this weekend. That woman, that woman is married. She has a giant ring on her finger. I wasn't paying attention. I like how you scoped it out, though. Um, I was going to talk about what or- unorthodox is because somebody asked me, but that's a, that's a very long conversation, and I think I'm going to save that for another time. But we did get some fan questions. I just picked a couple of them real quick before we started. So... Let's just hit it, and then we'll fucking call this one good, and then stay tuned next week. Fight we'll picks for footage. next week. Oh, yeah. Let's go over some fight picks. I'll do them real quick. No. You said questions first. All right. Let's see. Dylan Goff, what constitutes a downed opponent where you're not allowed to knee them? So you're allowed to knee your opponent on the ground anytime you want, just not in the head. The only time you can knee a person in the head, and this, this changes state by state a little bit, is if only the soles of their feet are on the ground is how they describe it. If anything else other than the soles of their feet are on the ground, they're a downed opponent. Now, some states do, if your fingertip is down, you can knee them in the head. It has to be load-bearing. It's difficult, and it changes by state. Again, they need to, like, unify all this stuff. Um, let's see what's Wait, let's back up. So you're saying... You're so, hold on. So I got I got I got distracted because Zuma is the greatest restaurant in the world. It is absolutely the number one. It's number one. If you're in Vegas, figure out how and if you don't have the money, rob somebody. Yeah. Take it. it Start a red. Ponzi scheme. Fucking take people's money, cheat on your taxes, figure out how to have food at Zuma because it'll change your life. And I would and how, Chris? How would it change my life? Uncle Chris? You're going to peak in life, and then the rest of it's going to be shit. That's how it's going to change your life. You will never, ever, ever have another meal that good again. So you will have, it was like high school, Zuma, and then the rest of your life is going to be dark and colorless because once you taste Japanese scallops that get flown in every morning, what's next? Honestly, what's next? One, it's one of those meals that you're like, what's next in my life? Nothing will ever get this good. And you're right. It won't. Sounds like we're going to do cheat day there. <laughs> it, I can't get us a table because apparently my whole weekend's been booked. I didn't know about that. There's only one night we right, We'll go. talk about it after this. <laughs> we'll talk about I'm it after kidding. this. You know what? You know where a night really peaks is Zuma. I got a belly full of fucking Japanese scallops, hot girl party, Just and I get to hook up with one of them. Breathe it on them like... <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't smell. It's Jap. It's fresh Japanese scallops. You smell like a, and then I'll just go to the room and blow my brains out because that's that's You're the just end. Call it. Yeah, I'm done. All right. Well, I'm. Yeah. Okay. So Can this guy. So knee. <laughs> no, knee. If I hit a guy, and I can't knee him in the face if he's on all fours. Correct. Do you think they should change that? Because I think they should. I think we should open it all up. It should all be legal. So do I. Are you being serious? I can't tell. Being dead serious, like pride. I do too. Because I mean, I can elbow you. I can elbow hard as fuck, and it's a that's bite. I can elbow, I, I can hard, elbow as hard as fuck. <laughs> it uh, 
I don't. And then I, God, I'm not even putting words out because it just rattles off. But knees should be legal to the head on the ground. Don't be there. Now I don't want to be kneed, but I'd like to knee somebody. I want yeah. to soccer kick people. I want to, you know, all yeah. that stuff used to be legal in Pride. Nobody died that I know of. I agree. They should open it up. Okay, so he asked when you can't knee somebody. Yeah. So, so anything other than the soles of your feet are touching the mat. So the if anything other than the soles of your feet are touching the mat. So, so some states it's one fingertip. That so I could down. be I could be on the soles of my feet, but a finger on the ground and you can't knee me. Yeah. And huh. then some states will say, Don't play that game. If it's not load bearing, it's legal. Load bearing as in if I can't put my like whole you're weight. not holding yourself up by but if like the palm and of your we wonder hand why there's there. confusion with scoring. Sounds yeah. like a riddle, dude. Oh, I mean, fighting a riddle. Depending on the state, you got to pay attention to the rules when you go there. Even though you're like, I've got 30 fights or whatever. You have flashcards on the plane when you're going there. (laughs) It's going through. Yeah. For real. Coach, coach, what's load bearing? Yeah. (laughs) Talking to fighters here. Can you uh, define that? Can you dumb it down? Yeah. Okay, Um, good question. Yeah. Thanks, Dylan. Dylan? Dylan actually used to be a student of mine. He's in Thailand now, but he wrote us a question. Thank you, Dylan. Thanks, Dylan. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. This one's always tough, but I get asked this all the time. What's your favorite go-to move besides knocking people out? Winning. Teabagging. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, I always wanted to be the first guy uh, to knock somebody out with my cup. You know, like you go north-south, which means it's hard to explain, but it's not that hard. It's It'd a blue like, belt move. Yeah, you go north-south, and I wish ESPN would have to, like, blur it out from me, like, humping somebody's face with my cup. It's your cup. I wear a steel cup. I've, I've done it once, gave a guy a black eye, but I didn't get the knockout. Wow. I mean, you're welcome. But you did win the war. I did. <laughs> he had to tell everybody how he got that black eye. You beat him up, but he did get his dick on you a bunch. <laughs> uh, your mic was off. Balls came out unscathed. Yeah. So that question was from Patrick Howard. It's Thank you, Patrick Howard. Besides knocking people out, I don't, it's so tough. I mean, I was telling you over the weekend, making somebody quit. But your go-to move is knocking someone out with your cup. I would love that. that okay, would be, cool. That's tight. I would want them so to. So if have you to were a Mortal Kombat character, <laughs> and I do up down select start order, yeah, your finishing move is get over it, and then you <laughs> fu- you fuck oh, right in their yeah. face, <laughs> and then they change yeah. my nickname to Thumper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chris Steel Balls Kamozi. <laughs> no, it would have to be Thumper. That has to be a clip. <laughs> also, like your nickname being Uncle Cl- Uncle Chris was. That's my nickname. Yeah, no. that's awesome. By the way, we got his nickname. What was Remember? it? His baby the sandals. No, the somebody, somebody suggested surprisingly athletic. Oh, that was you. Was it me? Oh, yeah. We were drinking. Surprisingly athletic, Uncle Chris. You are surprisingly athletic. <laughs> Our surprisingly athletic uncle. Let's see. Um, next question. Who's the best corner you've ever had? Brian Kamosi. That was from Whitney because I let her corner me during the <laughs> PFL. <laughs> Whitney Kamosi. It made me laugh. Whitney. Because, uh, what is Whitney's last name? Kamosi. Yeah, that's what I thought. Johns. <laughs> I, I know that. Um, yeah, she's fishing for the compliment. She did great. My coach, Jake, was like, she's like, what should I do? And he was like, I want you to do absolutely nothing. He's like, this is just a ticket for you to sit here because during quarantine, no family, friends, anybody could come. And I was quarantined. I was going to be quarantined by myself. She works from home, so she's like, I'll come hang out. So that does win you a great corner. 
spending 17 days locked in a hotel room with me. Whitney, but, you're the best. <laughs> she was probably ready to kill me by the end of it. Yeah, for, for those of you who don't remember when Chris fought in the PFL and dominated, should have gone to the final and probably would have won a million bucks. That's a whole nother podcast. Still a chance. Fucking dominant performances in the last two fights. And your first fight. You fucking fucked Sorty up. Anyways, leading up to those fights, Chris's, what they had to do for PFL was atrocious. I think there's prisoners of war who have better treatment than these guys. Like from the fucking shitty gray food, couldn't leave your fucking room. It was like a Mr. Beast video. Yeah. <laughs> Sitting there eating oatmeal the whole time. Yeah. Locked in one room, barely saw the sunlight. You got like one hour a day outside on the Jersey Shore. Who wants that? Gross. Uh, we had to send him like a bathtub and a coffee maker and like. Dude, my room was loaded up. Though. Did it look like the coming to America room with the hot tub in there and stuff? Yeah. No, it wasn't even that nice. I had a big, yeah, it was all blown up and like filled with water. Yeah, coffee machine. I brought like a like cooking shit to cook in there, and then Chris sent me up. a picture one day of the food they got. And it looked like fucking something you see in like a like a Dan Aykroyd film, and the joke is they're in a Russian prison, and it was just like chunks of gray. <laughs> like it's a Dan yeah, like chunks of <laughs> like chunks of gray things on a paper plate. Was, I was like, what is was, that? It was fucking trash. Luckily, did I they just boil a bunch of shit in one <laughs> pot and then gave it to you? Luckily, I wasn't cutting weight. I would have never made it. It was like one hard boiled egg. Like one little like gray looking sausage, and then some like rubbery. Um, God, what else was it? It was trash. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. It was like I've been in jail and had better food. Actually, do you have a picture of it? I probably don't put it on the it, thumbnail. But, man, yeah. So, anyways, going back to that, Whitney came in quarantine with me, and she was just like, she got the same food. Like they delivered two meals. They delivered it to your door, and like, like here you go. This doesn't have probiotics in it. Yeah, and she eats healthy as fuck. I was like, you're in for a, a long ride. If you World think, of hurt. If you think MMA is a glamorous sport, it's fucking not. The NFL guys and everything, they get, like, ribeyes and stuff. Yeah, it, look, it looked like this. Like, <laughs> I just Googled, I Googled gray food. It just looked like chunks of gray mass. Yeah, and the only other option was, they're like, well, you can Uber Eats, and, like, they had a courier bring it to your door. But I'm like, I'm trying, I'm getting ready to fight here. I don't really eat fast food and shit. And I don't know if you've ever been to the Jersey Shore. They're not really loaded up with health restaurants. Some guy at the desk was like, I don't fucking know, bro. I just work here. You uh, figure it the fuck out. My food would get lost all the time. They're like, I don't know. Yeah, they were literally like that. Like, go fuck yourself. What about your mom? Yeah. Anyways, I figured I'd throw that one in. That's kind of funny. <clears throat> Next one is another fighter I know. Wait, is it this? Yeah, that's yeah, it fucking looked like this. It did. Like chunks of this. Yeah, and then like that. I was like, what it, the fuck is that? Yeah, like this gelatinous, cursed of the grayest. <laughs> okay. Cheat day. <laughs> it was one of my worst MMA experiences. That, I'm going to have to share some of those stories sometime. Horrible. That PFL quarantine, 17 days in a hotel. It wasn't like a suite or anything. It was a normal fucking hotel. Yeah, room. and by the way, maybe TMI, but Chris and Whitney together in a room is absolute anarchy like it's like having two teenage kids who have never done their own laundry it's just like shit everywhere i'm sure whitney traveled with like 14 trunks of and a christmas too. tree oh yeah <laughs> yeah she's like we gotta put up this white christmas, christmas tree, tree oh no she definitely had a lot of suitcases <laughs> when they picked us up they were like who else is coming i'm like just us it was like five you know you can't leave the room right She's like, I know. 
We need options. Whitney looks like, too, when she travels, she just takes her bags and opens them and goes. <laughs> yeah. She doesn't fold anything. She just throws it in. Love um, you, Whitney. All right, last question, then we'll get to the fight picks, and then we'll get out of here. I have a question, too, after this one for you. Well, now just shoot it. Oh, um, you were talking about the your another bare-knuckle match. Is there someone that you're looking at to fight next or anything that is coming up? Yeah, well, no. I'm not actually contracted with them. I, I signed a one-fight deal with them, um, but I enjoyed it. I'll do a couple more. Um, you know, even if it was like two a year, like we were talking about Would they about still be in Denver, too? Uh, they travel all over. So right now I'm like, all right, well, let me pick my fight. Like, I'll, I'll ask for these guys. You know, there's Lorenzo Hunt, who's the champion. I told he's already busy. The fuck? Oh, there's this live MMA show. I wanted to see what they're doing. I'm just kidding. Um, there is a European champion, actually, for some reason. It doesn't make any sense to me in my weight class. They did another belt in the U.K. Uh, I think his name was Anthony Holmes or something. So I was like, let me go over to the U.K. and rack up another win for America. Yeah. All right. Now it would be 88 SEC championships yeah. to zero. I'll show them again why we're the best. Um, who else was there? Quentin Henry, <coughs> who uh, fought for the title. I don't know. Or Houston Alexander. You remember him? Yep. He's he's a bit older, and uh, but he lives in Nebraska. He's undefeated in BKFC. That would probably be last on my list just because I think he's just doing it for some money and for some fun. I don't know how serious he's doing it, but – Funny story, I did a little poll on my social media. That's what I saw, yeah. Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram, Chris Camozzi MMA. Um, and Lorenzo Hunt voted for himself, which is great. You should. And everybody else just looked at it and didn't touch it. So I, fuck you I guys. said Lorenzo Hunt. No, I mean the other fighters. They, oh. all, they, all, they all saw it because I tagged them all. Pushy. But Lorenzo Hunt at least voted for himself. I think we should start doing this show live every week. We could. Yeah. Okay. Right. Duh. I'll, okay. I'll Fights next week. Yeah. UFC 283? Or is this no, a fight night? We watch 283. It's a fight night. Cannoneer for Strickland. I got to be honest. Who are we who are we picking? The top five? Just the, the main card? If I'm being totally honest with you, some of these guys I've never heard of. Strickland and Cannoneer, I do know. Um, I think Cannoneer fucking murks Strickland. I got to go Cannoneer on that one, too. He, uh, what's his nickname? The Killer Gorilla? That dude has massive power. He, used to fight he took Usman to the distance and looked good in that fight. Didn't he take no. Usman to the distance? No, no, no. He, this is 185. Oh. Um, Cannoneer used to fight heavyweight in the UFC. Yeah, no, he fought, he fought Usman, bro. No. Didn't he? He fought or, or Israel, Adesanya. Yeah. And took him the distance, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah. And he's got fucking hands. The guy's a, he's a great fighter. He's got massive power. And I think he's too much for Strickland. I think he's too athletic. I think he has much, I think he has a lot more experience, like with better fighters. I could be wrong. It could be a totally dumb thing I just said. I know Sean Strickland's tough. He's got that street fucking, even when he trains, he trains like he's in a fight, like a fucking maniac. Strickland is he's a got a he's got a big big mouth and it's funny. He is funny, but I think Cannoneer I think Cannoneer knocks him out. Strickland said something funny about the whole uh, Dana White situation and putting Jamal Hill in there. <laughs> I can't remember the full quote, but he was like, "We're all prostitutes here," and Dana doesn't give a fuck about anybody. He's like, he made that phone call before the fighters even left the cage. 
He's very outspoken. He's a funny dude. I've trained with him, I think, once or twice, at least once. Um, straight psychopath. Tough as fuck. Um, but for me, I'm, I'm with you. I think Cannoneer's explosiveness. Strickland gets hit quite a bit. He gets in those slugfests. He does. He gets in, like, brawls, and he's very flat-footed and not, you know, in terms of athleticism, he doesn't have that, like, overwhelming. You don't look like he's, like, on the balls of his feet, kind of like um, he's almost like a caveman. Where Cannoneer has that, you know, looks like he might have played in the NFL mobility. And I think that mobility is going to be hard for Strickland. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, we'll see. I think it'll be a good fight, though. I got to say my favorite thing is that Strickland will just talk Bro. to you the entire fight, too. He'll be shit talking to you. He'll be coaching you along. He'll be like, hit me again. There was one. He fought uh, Jack something. He's like, come on, Jack. Come on. You can do better than that. Like... <laughs> I like talking shit to him. And that actually, man, that gets in some guys' heads because that will demoralize you. If you hit somebody as hard as you can and then they're like, you you, you can do better, buddy. Yeah. You got more in you. Strickland just fight her through and through, but I'm with you on that one. Jack Hermanson. What? Hermanson. That might have been who it was. Yeah, Hermanson. Jack something, yeah. Um, I'm going to go with Demir Ismoglov on the co-main. I think that's a good pronunciation. I've only seen Armand fight. Um, the other guy's 24 and 1. I don't know. I'll, I'll go with you on that one, too. I also don't know if Armand Turkestan is. Uh, they both sound Eastern European, so. Uh, but I like Ismoglov better. It sounds more like, like he's a, like a Turkish conqueror. And if he's anything like the rest of the Russians, he only eats and breathes fighting. There's nothing <laughs> And gray else. food. And gray food. Yeah, let's skip down on a couple of these. If you don't mind. There's one buddy of mine, Drew Dober, is fighting Bobby Green. That's going to be a great fight. That I would call that one for fight of the night. So Drew Dober, fight of the night. What do you got? You think Drew's going to pull it out? I think Drew will, yeah. Drew's super well-rounded. He's got great Muay Thai. Bobby Green is quick, right? Real quick. He's got good boxing. Um, Dober is just super technical. The guy has the biggest legs ever. Drew? Oh, I think I've seen him fight His before. calves yeah. are like that fucking big. He has trouble buying pants and shit because they don't fit his calves. Um, but he trains with us sometimes over at Genesis, and he's been in Colorado forever. And we got to go with Cody Brundage, right? Yeah, Cody Brundage, another Colorado guy. Um, or trains out here. He's got a tough fight. I'm actually... Chris, don't you dare go against Colorado, even if you think... It's a tough fight. I'm trying to give my honest you opinion. You son there. of a bitch. And actually, I'm friends with Cody and his wife. Um, Manifest to put it out there. Yeah, bro. all right. Let's Crystal, go, Cody. Crystal, let's go, Cody. Crystal shit. Cody's got a lot better wrestling than that guy. Um, Michael Olds is Jacoby fought him, beat him. Um, I think he knocked him out. Is Cody training at Factory? Yeah. <clears throat> let's see. I'm bummed Brandon Royval is off that card. Brandon Royval might be one of the most exciting fighters in the UFC. He started training with me when he was like 12 or 13. He won his first fight by flying triangle. Like, he just doesn't give a fuck. The Diaz, he's, the Diaz brothers are like his idols. He's throwing spinning elbows. That kid is a fucking hurricane. He's a factory guy too, right? Yeah. Didn't he win his last fight pretty handily? He was up for a title shot, and he's had some shoulder issues. So I know that he had surgery on his shoulder. He tore it in one fight. One of his only losses, one of I think he's had two in the UFC now, two losses. 
one of them, his shoulder dislocated, so they called it. He, like, hit the cage weird, and I think is what happened. But his shoulder just completely came out of place. I think the other loss he had, too, he was injured. He's had some, some health problems, which is kind of the downfall for him because that kid is amazing. Yeah. No, his last fight, he looked great. Yeah. Um, let's just leave it at that. Those are the picks. Lock them in. We're going to be there. Look for us on TV. Can we, get a, can we do this live next time and then get a phone number? Yeah. Um, let's just give let's, out Miller's number. Let's definitely chat. Everyone else this. has it. Who cares at this point? 555 Soda. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Stay tuned. Make sure you like and subscribe. We appreciate all your support. Leave a comment, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Also, the way Maddie's editing these. Did you like that conversation, ladies and gentlemen? Well, there's another one here or right here. Click around. Have some fun. Stay a while. And subscribe. Or Chris is going to come to your house and bash your head in. Thumper you. Big time. No one Diamonds in my teeth. I got a lot of shine.